how to easily productize the management of data. A series of podcasts brought to you by Sage as part of the Data Transforming Business Series. Accelerate your business with Sage X3, the solution for faster, simpler, and flexible enterprise management in the cloud. Your moderator for this podcast is Donna Burbank. Welcome to part one of the Data Transforming Business Series with me, Donna Burbank, brought to you by our friends at Sage. Joining me now is Jim Fennell from Lagan Group Holdings. Lagan Group is a leader in the construction space, and a key part of your strategy is to become more data-driven. So on the surface, many people might not immediately make that connection between construction materials and data and analytics. Could you give us an overview of how Lagan is using data for strategic advantage? You know, if your sales guys are out there selling stuff and your production people don't know that they're selling it and to make it, you know, you can sort of be having stock that you can't sell or the, the production goes backwards in some way. So it's it's getting all those bits of information together so that the people in the positions of decision making or production or manufacturing or ordering or stock or sales have a a full view of the chain. A common challenge in businesses like yours is that data is scattered across a number of systems from billing to procurement to payroll. So how do you create a single view of key data assets in order to make data-driven business decisions? Is integrating these systems unrealistic or should organizations instead focus just on an individual system or business area? I think we're probably maybe slightly more complex than others because we are a group of companies and Traditionally, all the companies run as individual business entities. They have their own set of directors. They have their own business objectives. And although it's one group, they all drive forward themselves. So we've we've got multiple accounting systems, multiple stock systems, multiple HR systems, and multiple sales systems. So we have to try and link all those together. I mean, what we did find was that each part of the, the group was saying, oh, we would like to do this and we want to do this. We want to get our information together in in one way and they'd go out and talk to various suppliers who would come back with a great idea but it only applied to one part of the business whereas from an it perspective trying to manage all those different systems gets very hard yeah we're trying to consolidate but there's a limit to the amount of consolidation you can do with the underlying systems because the businesses have their own requirements for those systems so financials certain financials are more suited to the manufacturing part of the business or the house part building part of the business so we end up even with the best of intentions having multiple systems performing the same functions but what we want to do is bring the data out of those into one platform so we could have gone and we are starting to go down the road of having everybody having their own type of you know data collection for their individual systems and presenting themselves with you locally but what we did was we went to look at systems that were more advanced sort of next generation type business intelligence systems that can take the information from multiple systems and join it together and show us the same view for different parts of the business, depending where you're sitting. So if you're sitting in company, you know, one of our companies, you get your same end-to-end sales pipeline. But above that, you can bring the sales pipelines for two of the companies together so that the owner, the board of directors from the central company can, can see what's happening across the whole of the company and then drill down to see the individual performance within the groups or the group companies. The concept of self-service business intelligence and reporting is, is growing in popularity as more and more business users want that ability to create their own reports and analyze data themselves to make strategic business decisions. Do you think that concept of self-service BI is realistic in your industry? I mean, self-service business intelligence is probably something that's been going on for years in the, the form of Excel. 
you know, everybody's been taking information from systems, bending it, shaping it to their own desires or their own needs in Excel, which is all the data consistency and performance issues that that gives and the sort of silos of information they're creating. So the systems we've looked at, the ZAP system we've looked at and are implementing is pretty self-service. We build a model against our data for our users and then we get our users building their own thing, their own pivot tables effectively. And then all the add-ons will allow them to quickly produce graphs. So we have one of our accountants in our homes division, in our house building division, who didn't have any training on the system apart from being shown, here's where you log on, here's where you press new, and here's your data sources down the left-hand side. So he has now been producing reports, his financials, looking at different views of his financials without any particular training. So people are coming to these systems with the skill of building maybe pivot tables in Excel, so they understand how the data can relate. As long as they've got that and the system that they're given allows them that flexibility. In our experience, we've seen people just get on with it. They do come back to you and say, how do I do this function? How do I do this? But, you know, it is pretty self-service. And then once those reports are produced, if you design them properly with the relevant slicers, filters that people can customize, it's just a web page that people can filter and get the information they want. So I think the dream is starting to be realized and getting there. But I think you're right that a lot of these business users have the skills, they just haven't had the tools to really implement it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen users who effectively download their accounts every month into multiple Excel spreadsheets because they have no ability to use the reporting tools that are within their financial system. Last week, I was showing two of these users the, the new Zap system that we were rolling out to them in this, that part of the business, and there was just joy in their eyes. <laughs> 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 they were just so excited to see I can just drag and drop and it's not going to slow my database down and it's not going to be link ODBC links in Excel and it's just going to be there. So yes. And finally, what words of advice would you give an organization trying to become more data-driven and are the, what are the biggest challenges you feel that you've faced in this journey and, and how did you overcome them? Well, I think, I mean, we, we're getting successes, but we're at the start of a long journey. You sort of look at the what you can produce out of these systems very quickly it takes refining and you have to keep working on it. Although the systems now allow self-development of reports, self-service to the directors, to whoever needs to consume these reports, it's still hard work. It's not just plug it in and play, unless somebody else has done all the work for you beforehand, like some solutions you can get. But because we're linking four different wavering systems, seven different financials, time and attendance systems, HR systems, there is work building those initial models and understanding how the data is created. So you need to be working well with your application provider to get the information from them of how it all structures or how the the information is structured. You can look at sort of data sources and go, oh, look, I understand where that is. But some of the ones we have, like we have one for concrete batching and dispatch, which is incredibly complex with what it does. And we have to work with our supplier to understand that, to build our model. You can maybe get some resistance from some suppliers because they have a solution they want to sell you. But it comes down to that sort of business trust, you know, the, the good business relationship. But one thing we've also found is that some of the systems we're looking at, we think they've been producing good data or people have been storing good data in them because what the self-service Excel reports that people have been creating in the past in these systems have been masking underlying problems. The data comes out of the system once a week, somebody sits there with their Excel for half a day and corrects the mistakes, and that's what they've been doing for years, so that when you go straight for the data and try and make sense of it, you go, oh, that doesn't add up. (laughs) There's something missing there, there's something wrong there. 
So it will find faults in your underlying data, which is a good thing, but that will slow down the rollout, slow down the acceptance, because people are going, well, I've had this working, this is fine, it's been doing this for five years, why do I have to change it? So it, it's that social engineering of saying, let go of your spreadsheets. We have to fix a few things underneath, but then your life's going to be better. Yeah, that's good news. And thank you for taking the time today. It's always good to hear a success story because, as you said, it, the challenges can seem daunting. It's the people side, you know, just getting people working in the same direction, and then the disparate technology underneath it. So I think it's showing a glimmer of hope for folks that it's worth getting started. And Right, it's a long journey, but just the, the initial step. Yeah, just to be able to, like, you know, we've connected this business intelligence to our help desk system, so it now sends out our internal charges automatically every month, tells people what they've consumed. People can go to a web page and see all their open calls, stuff that was sort of in the help desk before but never really used, but it's just surfacing all this information that people think about wanting, maybe, and just go, no, it's make no difference to me. It's, you know, why do I need this? And then when they start getting it, they start understanding that, oh, well, I can see from a help desk perspective, I can see who's creating most calls in my business. Do I need to train them on this? Do I need to do this sort of thing? So, as I say about corporate IT, it's the people that are the problem. The flashing, the flashing light things, the blinky spinning things, they're easy. It's the people that cause you the problems. Well, thanks so much. It's always a pleasure. No problem. For more information on this and previous podcasts in the series, please visit the EM360 website at em360tech.com. That's em360tech.com. I'm Donna Burbank, and thanks for listening. The Data Transforming Business Series, brought to you by Sage. Accelerate your business with Sage X3, the solution for faster, simpler, and flexible enterprise management in the cloud. This podcast was presented by Enterprise Management 360 and moderated by Donna Burbank.